Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Being a Fan of Disney podcast. I'm your host, Cody Haber. In this episode, we visit with Sean Courier about his fandom and something he does every Halloween in his neighborhood for his community and for his neighbors. He dresses his house up as a walk through or walk around Haunted Mansion attraction, um, complete with Madame Leota, the stretching room, and the hitchhiking ghosts. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. It was a wide ranging conversation and please come along with us on our adventure. All right, students, um, we're here for another class. Today, our special guest is Sean Courier. And the reason um, I wanted him to talk to everybody is talk about his fandom, um, where he got started with the brand and following Disney. Um, he also does something incredibly cool and fascinating um, at Halloween. And we'll get into that a little bit later, talking about what he does um, with his house and, and creating a, a haunted mansion kind of walkthrough attraction um, that it's just fascinating. And, and we've been going to it for probably four or five years now. Um, and every year there's just more and more stuff added. Um, so I got to know Sean um, a little bit during that time. And so I wanted him to kind of share his story and tell everybody talk to everybody about the house. Um, so without further ado, Sean, I will hand it over to you. Could you let everybody know um, kind of how you were introduced to your Disney fandom, how your Disney fandom grew to where you are today? Sure. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me on. What a yeah, honor. Thank you. Uh, twist, twist my arm to get me to talk Disney <laughs> and the rest of us, right? Uh, so my first, uh, my first memory of Disney uh, I was four years old. My mom and we were all, my family was living in D Detroit. And uh, I think looking back, my mom and dad were having issues because mom took me to down to Florida, left my brothers with my dad. And we, we took a trip to Disney. Uh, this is in, I was four years old. So this is 76, 77, somewhere around in there. Shows you how old I'm getting. Um, and uh, I remember waiting in line at the ticket and transportation center, being scared to death of Chip and Dale. In those days, the characters could walk around. You didn't need a fast pass to take a picture with them. And uh, the face characters I was okay with, I'd take a picture with them. Uh, and, and that was a great trip for me. Of course, four or five years old. How much do you remember? Um, a few years after, about 10 years after that, my folks divorced and we moved to South Florida. And then I don't know what they called them at the time, but it's the, it's the equivalent of, uh, of the annual pass that we got. And so like every weekend or every other weekend, uh, we were going to Magic Kingdom. Uh, Epcot had had just opened, so that was fairly new. So it was only Magic Kingdom and Epcot at the time, but we were up there about every other weekend. And and uh, my brothers and I just knew the back of the park like the back of our hands. Um, loved every minute of that. It, it, you know, like anything else, I used to live by the ocean, and it's funny how you take things for granted. I used to take the ocean for granted. My wife's from East Tennessee. She used to take the mountains for granted. I started taking Disney World for granted a little bit, you know, because um, we were there every other weekend and we kind of knew it, been there, done that. Um, as life went on, I went to college in Indiana and it had been 
probably 10 or 12 years since I had been back at the park. Um, just life got in the way. I was in, I was a college student. I couldn't afford uh, a ticket to go and to travel. And I was up north, back up north again. Um, and then I got a job here in Memphis. So I do music at a church here and having a ball. And a couple of, about seven or eight years ago, my boss said, hey, I want you to look into a conference. Uh, for some professional development. So sure. So I started doing some research and lo and behold, they had one at Disney World. Well, that's a no brainer. <laughs> so <laughs> you get a bunch of music guys at Disney World and they expect work to happen. Come on. Uh, and and I, at that point, so I got a, I got a, um, a conference rate for a hotel room at the Contemporary. And I've always dreamed of staying at the Contemporary. Um, and at that point, I rediscovered my love for Disney. Um, so I would go to the conference all day. I'd skip the nighttime concerts at 4.30. I was on my own and I'd hit the parks again um, and just had, had an absolute ball, totally fell in love with not only, not only the way Disney utilizes technology, not only do they keep their parks impeccably clean, uh, but just they're all about the guest experience, uh, how the cast members really do make or break it. When Walt said it's you can build everything, I'm going to paraphrase Walt here, but you can build the greatest thing in the world, but it takes the people to make it happen. Uh, and boy, that that seems to be the case. And so I totally rekindled my love and appreciation for Disney. Uh, you know, of course, I rode Flight of Passage for the first time. That blew me away. I'd been on Soarin', but it was like Soarin' on steroids and crack, you know. Uh, so the technology side of Disney just blows me away. I'm looking at things that they've got in mind for Guardians of the Galaxy, and that just looks like they're just taking it to a whole nother level. Um, one of my favorite, and, and as much as I enjoy technology and as much as I love the technology, uh, I still love the classics. And, you know, Haunted Mansion, of course, is one of them. Uh, it's, it's it, I think if, if people knew how they did the effects of the Haunted Mansion, they'd probably be surprised at how simple it really is, uh, but yet it's classic. And it, you, you say Haunted Mansion, Disney World, and it just brings back a flood of emotions. And I think that's, that's true for the whole Disney brand. When you're talking about Disney, you're not just talking about a company, you're talking about lifetime experiences and, and emotions. And there's, for the fandom, it's, there's an emotional connection there. It's not just a vacation, you know, <laughs> for us. It's we're going to rekindle and relive experiences and emotions and, and all that kind of thing. And I think Disney has tapped into that in their fandom in, in such an amazing way. At least they did for me. So. <laughs> well, and when you, when the first thing, when you talk about from the, the music perspective of it, I just listened to um, the most recent podcast when we're recording this of uh, WDW Radio mm -hmm. with Lou Mangiello, where they're, they're, a panel is talking about the music of Epcot. Right. And other people in the class have talked about the the experiences of music, the experience, the experiences of touch and vision, which obviously now in the parks, touch is not being able to be utilized um, because of going through the pandemic um, and the safety measures that they're taking. But uh, we, we had someone on the show, Lisa Denoto Glasner, who talked about um, the scents. Mm -hmm. and how she tries to recreate those scents for people to, to have at their their homes and all of these 
senses associate us with the brand, associate us with memories. If we went as a kid, it makes us remember things from when we were a kid. If we, um, for people who've never been, it's this just, it's almost an overload of just sensory objects that they're, they're able to experience. And so from, from the music perspective, um, let's talk about that first. Is there, is there a type of, or is there a favorite music you have at the parks with, with the lands, the attractions, (laughs) From, you know, from a music perspective, what would you say, how do they use music sure. to attract people? In the same way, you know, it captures the emotions, you know, uh, going back to the smells real quick. I always love looking at my kids' faces when we walk into Pirates of the Caribbean and they smell that water. There's just a big grin on their face. You know, um, the way the, the composers of Disney, first of all, they're geniuses. Um, the, the musicians union down there is phenomenal. Uh, those guys immensely talented one take and they pretty much have it their their producers are top rate and they know what they're they know what they're going for when they record that music and when they write that music and you know I love how just as just as like you like you touched upon going from land to land there's a visual cue that okay we're going across this bridge and we're entering a new land now audio cue as well there's there's an excitement uh, of going down Main Street. There's that Americana kind of upbeat, uh, Walt optimism, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will, of the music there. Uh, you know when you're going through Liberty Square, and you know when you're approaching the Haunted Mansion because you hear that organ and you hear that wolf howling, and and it just it, even before you see it, you know you're approaching it. Uh, and how again, how they are able to just weave that in. You know, you're going from land to land, but it seems almost seamless. And mm-hmm. like you touched upon, they do that so beautifully with music. Um, and again, I think with them, they they know exactly what they're going for. They know exactly what they want the guest to feel, um, and therefore they can write that music around it. And it's 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 just brilliant. Some of the music's ridiculously simple. Some of it's kind of complex. My wife tells me to shut up and enjoy my vacation because I'll sit there and go, oh, that was an interesting use of an augmented, you know, six chord right there, you know, whatever. She's like, shut up, <laughs> just shut up and enjoy it. Uh, but just the way that they're able to, uh, again, with the smells, the sights, um, they know what they're going for. And, and the music just, you know, uh, I've heard it said that the olfactory nerves in the nose brings up uh, memories quicker than anything. You know, music is definitely an emotional um, medium and they use it. It's Disney. They, they know what they're doing. So mm-hmm. uh, for me, that's what I appreciate about them the most. And on that Different people experience different things or they focus on different things when they go to the parks. Um, You know, if you don't live in the area, and especially if you are not able to go very frequently, a lot of people, at least locals will talk about, you know, people are go, go, go. We've got to get to this ride. We've got to get to this ride. We, We can't stop on Main Street USA because we've got to get our picture in front of the castle. We've got to get over to, to Peter Pan. We've got to get over to Hunt. You know, those, um, the attractions or the rides that, that people are running mm-hmm. from place to place. Um, more recently, I, I have made concerted efforts to just stop 
and smell the roses, if you will, just, just listen to different things, experience the smells, experience the visuals. Um, one of my favorite parts of the parks is that first turn you make in um, on Main Street, where you're turning on to Main Street USA, you make that first turn, and that's the first time you see the castle. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that's the, that emotional response that I have, and I know a lot of people have. Um, when you go to the parks, is there a specific, when you go to the parks and you're, you're trying to relax, is right. there a specific thing that you're focused on? Uh, so I do the parks, the pandemic has changed everything. Uh, that's for sure. You know, typically when I go, I really, I really, on one hand, I miss the magic hours, the extra magic hours, and I miss the fast passes. On the other hand, pulling up the app and, and having, look, I'm, I'm blessed. I've been there so many times I've lost count. So I'm a lucky man. But pulling up the app and seeing, you know, a three and a half hour wait for a certain ride, I'm, yeah, nah, I'm good. I've been there, done that, seen, not worth it to me because I've experienced those before. So that's kind of helped me take a step back. And like you said, smell the roses a little mm -hmm. bit. Uh, Cause I used to, you know, I'm one of those guys, you know, 180 days out and making my dining reservations, mm -hmm. got to go to Ohana. That's the first, it's the tradition. I got to wait. I got to get Ohana the first night, um, you know, and uh, make my fast passes and, and look at who's got the magic hours and where that's the park I'm going to go to that day. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hit Animal Kingdom on Monday because they've usually got the early magic hours and I'm an insomniac anyway. So my fast pass is going to be 10, 11, and 12. And then mm -hmm. we're good. You know, uh, the pandemic with, with taking that away, that's, that's kind of forced me to step back and look at the tree of life a little more and walk a little slower. And so all that to say, you, to, I don't know if I'm answering your question or not, but it depends on which park I'm at. Uh, for me, I really do love it all. Uh, and so, you know, for me, like you said, for me to walk down the middle of main street and just kind of stare at the castle and, uh, look at the, look at the, the windows of mm -hmm. on main street and, uh, to really do some research and, and, and what those names actually mean. They're not random names up there on those windows. Of course, we know that class knows that. Um, but for me to be able to, to stop and, and, and look at some of that stuff and appreciate some of that stuff, we were there in October, my family and I, and uh, it's a funny story related to what you're talking about. We're waiting in line for the Haunted Mansion, mm -hmm. and uh, we're looking out over the boat and the river, and I said, you know, the river is really only about three or four feet deep. They just color it to make it look deeper, and my wife looks at me and goes, why do you have to ruin everything? <laughs> it's like, well, sorry, I'm a vat of useless knowledge here, dear. <laughs> well, she was fine with me pointing every other thing out, but for that one, for whatever reason. Uh, but for me to, to stop and look at and go, um, oh, so that's where, so I'm weird. I'm a tech guy and I'm a music guy. Uh, and so a lot, I've never, I've never, I haven't been to a concert that I've actually enjoyed in a long time. Cause I'll go and I'll be like, that's an interesting compression setting on the kick drum or whatever, <laughs> but I'll go and I'm, Oh, that's where they're hiding the projectors for that show. Or, Oh, that's, you know, you catch a little yeah. glimpse, they do a good job of hiding technology, but if you're looking for it, you can kind of figure out. So I'll, I'll be like, Oh, that's where they've got those lights. And Oh, that's where they're putting that projector. Oh, that's how they're doing this. And uh, again, my wife always elbows me and says, just relax <laughs> and enjoy the vacation. And I, I try, I try. Well and I think that's one thing that's so 
impressive about Disney and helps people, helps bring people back mm. is for the people who don't look at things from the technical side. Sure. It's this, it's this experience. And it, like I said earlier, it's almost this overload of just all these different things that are happening and all the different sense, um, sensory objects that, that are there to, to form memories, bring back memories. But then also, it's like someone watching a show for the first time and just enjoying the show or the season and then going back and watching it four or five more times to try to pick up those Easter eggs. Sure. You can pick those up at Walt Disney World. You can pick them up at any of the parks. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's always interesting to me to to tell people, and now the people that I go to the parks with my family, they they know this. Um, but you know, the first time you tell someone, "Hey, don't walk in the middle of Liberty Square. Don't yeah. you see where the, you see where the the concrete is a different color? Like, don't do that. <laughs> that that this is what that signifies." And you know, that it's, it's those little things that people, you can, you don't have to pay attention to them. Sure. And if you don't, you're going to have an amazing time. If you are someone who that's what you want to see, and that's what you want to pay attention to, or you're someone who kind of wants to see behind the scenes, mm -hmm. then it's this, it's a, it's another level for those people absolutely that that you you have so people have so many different things that they can experience there that that's just it's it's fantastic like i absolutely. i love one of the things i've really latched on to is trying to pay attention to the the transitions from the lands but also like the use of force perspective absolutely. and the, the use of um smell yeah. i have latched on to those things trying to 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 think from a from a fandom perspective and, and as someone who researches fandom and, and and rivalry within fandom but someone who researches that trying to think how all of this um kind of adds to that experience or builds that experience for people and, and it is it's a lot of fun you know you kind of oh, absolutely everybody goes in with their own lens um sure. you know that was so it, it's it's fantastic to to know um some of the things that, that you look for and um because i think everybody has their own things you know one, one thing i haven't seen yet is um a few years ago i read the randy Pausch story the last lecture i don't know if you if you've ever read that or know the story of randy Pausch. um he was a he was a, a professor at carnegie mellon university um, who at Carnegie Mellon, they, they give, they offer a last lecture series, which basically it means if you were talking to a group of students for the last time before you retired or whatever, what would you say to them? And it, it's not, you know, subjects related. It's, it's kind of advice and life advice. Um, and he gave that lecture about three months before he actually passed away from cancer. Um, and so there, there's, there's a book around about it. You can now watch his video on YouTube, but he was a, a huge Disney fan, even to the point where he tells a story of, of having an early encounter and being so impressed with Disney that when he received tenure at Carnegie Mellon, he took his research team on a, on a trip there to, to reward everyone. Um, 
there is a plaque and I haven't seen this yet. Um, I've been told there's a plaque from Randy Pausch um, that sits in Fantasyland. I believe it's close to either the Mad Hatter's Tea Party or the, the Regal Carousel. Um, and that, that's one of those things that I want to find the next time that I go. You know, all of these, all of these things that, that you can look out for, again, if you're, if you're wanting to look out for those. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, just the, I mean, it's, Disney just does such a layer of, of, of uh, experiences and, and sites. And, you know, like you said, the, you know, going down Liberty Square, why don't you walk there? You know, yeah. uh, going from, going from France to England, you have to cross a bridge in Epcot mm-hmm. and that represents the English channel. You know, the way that they just think about stuff like that, you know, you're, you're in, uh, you're in uh, Black Spire Outpost and you look up and you see the cargo mm-hmm. and the numbers on the cargo represent yeah. the, the years that the original trilogy came out. The level of detail, I think, I think it's for those of us who live and breathe this stuff like we do, I think we really appreciate it. It's kind of amazing. I wonder if the average park goer, if, if it just totally passes them by, but the good news is like you said if you want to see it if you want to check it out there's number one there's plenty of research on it Mm -hmm. uh that you can do online and then look for it and really appreciate it and uh you know again with with the pandemic and having to slow down and no fast pass no extra magic hours when the lines back up there's still plenty to do and look Mm -hmm. at and appreciate um and for that i really appreciate the disney company and the imagineering and, and everybody uh from top to bottom on how they do stuff like that. It is just absolutely a case study on how to run a business. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's that, that's how this class got started is, is talking about the company in the marketing classes and the, the international business classes talking how they really are um, a, a pillar of customer service and customer engagement. Um, it, it's fantastic what they do to, so to transition a little bit, um, your, as I, as I mentioned, um, when we first started, um, what you do at Halloween is just, it's incredible as far as, as, as the decorations you have at your house at Halloween. Um, so first, before you get into kind of talking about what's there and um, what is it about the Haunted Mansion that was so, is so attractive that, that made you go down this path to want to do this? Uh, you know, it's one of the classics. I remember, I vaguely remember a few things from that first trip I talked about when I was real young. And I, I vaguely remember, so in the parks that day was my, me, my mom, and my grandmother. And I remember us riding Haunted Mansion, and I remember how they were laughing at things, and made which made me laugh at things. Because you know, I'm I'm four and a half, five years old, and I'm seeing Haunted Mansion. You know, most kids are a little freaked out by some of that stuff. But uh, I think for me, even at that young age, I picked up on the the eerie mood that they were trying to create with the whimsical, so that it wasn't. I mean, obviously. Disney is a little different than uh, Universal Studios. You know, <laughs> Mickey's not so scary. Halloween mm-hmm. party is just that not so scary. Then you got Halloween Horror Nights up the road. Uh, but I, I've always been impressed with the way Disney can set a mood and keep the whimsical and, and make those two things and, and how they had, you know, Yale Gracie and Mark Davis and, and Claude Coates and all those guys with vastly different ideas and, and skill sets and what they did. 
and make it work. Uh, that's always just impressed me uh, from day one, even from my first visit, vaguely remembering them laughing at certain things and awing at certain things and me laughing and awing at certain things. Uh, it just, it was an instant classic, you know, uh, it still blows me away that, um, you know, from what I understand that you correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think that was, I think, Walt. I knew Walt had some influence on building this, but I don't think it was built until after he had, he had passed away. Uh, but just hearing the stories of, you know, they wanted to make it a dilapidated house outside. And he said, well, we're going to take care of the outside. We'll let the ghost take care of the inside. Um, that to me, again, just classic Disney, loved it. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, Halloween rolls around. Well, there's not, not a whole lot of attractions that you can, you know, you'd have to connect a lot of dots with mm -hmm. Halloween and certain attractions. You don't have to connect too many dots between Halloween and Haunted Mansion. Uh, and so all that kind of started, I came across an effect of the singing pumpkins uh, in our house. And um, so it really didn't start with Haunted Mansion. It kind of started with, I came across the effect for the singing pumpkins. And then I, it dawned on me, oh, this is how they do the singing bus. Mm -hmm. This is how they used to do Madame Leota. They've changed that a little bit. I need to get, I need to find out what kind of projectors they're using on the insides of the heads of the audio animatronics. If you know, send me a message. Uh, <laughs> I need to find that out because <laughs> I want some. I can't afford them, but I want them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it dawned on me when I was lining, you know, when I was lining up and setting up the, the, the singing pumpkins, how they did the singing bust and how they did Leota. So the next year we did, I think we did Leota and then we've, failed miserably i did the singing bus but i did them on those like styrofoam heads that you get at hobby lobby it, it worked okay it were i'm i'm too much of I'm, I'm my own worst critic it worked okay people liked it but i was like we can do so much better so i don't want to give away too many secrets but i'm talking to a guy that uh, that does wood sculpting hopefully next year we'll add you know because because you got to have the grim grinning ghost for for haunted mansion that's not having them is almost I feel almost guilty uh, but the funny thing is the the singing pumpkins aren't necessarily haunted mansion although I think they have them in Disneyland I've not been out there I think for I think they have some singing pumpkins in Disneyland but my family's like whatever you do don't get rid of the singing pumpkins you know for them it cracks me up because I'm sitting here going this is Disney haunted mansion and they're like you could do you could take it all away we just want the singing pumpkins it just makes me Come on. <laughs> uh, but it started there and then it, it, it moved to Madame Leota. And I thought, okay, we're going to apply the same thing. And then as people started recognizing, oh, that's Disney, uh, it dawned on me at that point, we could do a complete haunted mansion here. And so I think the next year we added um, uh, Master Gracie, the, the portrait when you walk into the front room. And I think the year after that, it came across a way to um, to do the arm. I still need to put a trowel in his hand, honestly, but the arm that's coming out of the crypt, uh, I came across a way to build. A, now, our our we don't really have an audio animatronic, but our caretaker is he's got a motor, so he swings back and forth from left to right. Still need to find a dog. Um, but every year, it just I it just um, I thought, what can we do? At, well. As Walt said, I'm going to steal how to plus it. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, how can we plus it? It started off with the singing pumpkins and Madame Leota, and a few people came by and they liked it. But then as it grew, it was interesting in the last few years to watch kids just run up this run up the driveway to grab the candy and run because that you know they're in it for the candy. But to watch mom and dad stop because they know 
what they're mm-hmm. looking at. They recognize what they're looking at. Uh, to me, it's so much fun. And I, I wonder if that's kind of what Walt experienced. Not, to, to, to set everything up is fun. But when the neighbors come over mm-hmm. and they start taking selfies and video and making their kids stand in front of something to take pictures and go, oh my goodness. And to watch them experience memories that they had going to Disney. And this is a, this is a minor caricature of, of the Haunted Mansion at the Magic Kingdom. Obviously, Disney's budget's a little different than mine. Uh, <laughs> so it's a caricature. But, but at, at that, I, I love the fact that our neighbors are coming together. I got to talk to neighbors that I typically don't get a chance to talk to. Um, and so it's great to watch kind of the neighborhood come together. It's something that's that's just a common love and a common appreciation. Even those who haven't been uh, to the Magic Kingdom or the Haunted Mansion, at least they're realizing, okay, this guy didn't just buy these decorations at Walmart off the shelf, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and, and two, it's kind of, you know, internet, YouTube is a wonderful thing. I found some projection loops that we can use and have used them. And so there's always, there's always stepping back and evaluating and go, okay, next year, how can we plus it? And um, this year it was kind of funny. So real quick, before I get into the stretching portraits, every year, my wife has been, oh, this is my husband's thing. He loves Disney. It's kind of his thing. So we started, we did the stretching portrait this year. And uh, she she got the idea of bringing people into the garage mm-hmm. to simulate stepping into the room. And then we had the soundtrack and she kind of took us. So, so I built it, I got the paintings, all that. But as far as prepping the room and the ideas behind it, my wife kind of took over that. And uh, it was neat to watch her go from, oh, this is my husband's mm-hmm. thing to she's taking ownership now too. So it's kind of cool. So yeah, we, that's, we have fun with it. <laughs> that's really, really cool. And that, you talk about bringing kind of bringing the neighbors together. Um, I mean, this is for a little, for a little history from our perspective, um, 2012 was the first time I went back to the parks in a long time. And my wife and I were dating at the time. That was her first time to go to the parks. And so I, we had two days to go to the parks and we went at the end of October. I didn't know the crowd level at the end of October, it was so low that we actually ended up going to all four parks in two days. And I was just amazed. We walked straight on the like Pirates of the Caribbean and, and it was just incredible. When we, when we walked off of Haunted Mansion, that was one of the first rides we did. Cause I think we, we went in, we went over to Adventureland and, and kind of made our way around that way. When we walked out of um, the Haunted Mansion, that was, my wife just said, or a girlfriend at the time said, this is completely different. This is, that was amazing. And that, you know, that's her favorite attraction. Um, or at least we, that's what we still talk about being her favorite attraction. And so since then, my oldest boy has been twice. Mm-hmm. Um, he was less than two the first time that he went, but he loved Haunted Mansion. My youngest son went when he was almost three loved Haunted Mansion. So um, talking about your, your, your neighbors seeing the house, we, we drive by and if things are out, we're going to ride our bikes by, or we're going to walk by, or we're going to get in a car, we're going to drive by so much so that um, like, I know that, that when the weather's not good, uh, you don't take that, you don't put things out or you take things in. 
and my my boys will ask is the haunted mansion house up it's like well no it's raining why isn't it out it's like well because that, there's a lot of things that can get messed up but, um but so it it's it it's fantastic and it became has become kind of this thing we do before like it's part of the bedtime routine at that time of the year when you know we'll walk through and so i i thank you for that it it's that's what awesome and that's what it's all about man that's what it's all about and you know i also i i have a video that that i'm going to um that will be in this visit this interview um so everybody can see and hear um but also because of what we're going through um as a society with this pandemic um I also want to comment on, I know so much has changed in the parks as far as um, the, the secure or um, the safety and the public safety and those protocols people are taking. Um, but when we, when we came up and we saw the house on, on Halloween, um, that was the first night you had the stretching room open. Right. And the way, the way that, that, that you and your family handled everything um was you know completely hands off people aren't touching things we walk into the stretching room and and i you know i noticed you were over toward the side kind of narrating things and people are letting you in and out but um i just want everybody watching this or listening to this um now and in the future to know that um the way that you all handled everything during this time and this pandemic um, was incredibly safe for everybody involved as well. Um, something that that I, I don't know if you if, if you picked up picked that up from your trip in October to Walt Disney World, but it was very very well done. Um, obviously, the house is always well done. This year being what it is, um, you all did an extremely good job with that as well. Oh, thanks, man. My, my wife is a nurse, so she, I definitely got some medical advice there on how to, how to do things. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, I had a friend of mine uh, go to Disney and he was asking me, you know, with his family, he's asking me, you know, how is everything? Are they, are they scrubbing things down? I said, listen, man, nobody does it like Disney, mm-hmm. no matter what they do, <laughs> nobody does it like Disney. And, uh, you know, to, to see, I mean, even I don't see those plexiglass, you know, when you go through a queue line and they're snaking back and forth, I don't see the plexiglass going anytime soon, even when the mm-hmm. pandemic goes away, uh, just because they will go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny. We were, we were in line one time, I forget which ride it was, but they, they, the announcement came on that, you know, it'll be a few moments. We're going to clean the rides, basically clean the vehicles. They got it done so quick. We hardly mm-hmm. even noticed. Uh, it's just amazing at what they do. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, so what, with what I do, I'm a little busy on Christmas. I have people in the neighborhood, by the way, they go, are you going to go the, all, this all out for Christmas? I was like, well, I do music at a church. I'm a little busy in the Christmas season. Bear with me, a little busy. Uh, but I'll never forget the time I saw the projection show in the castle the first time mm-hmm. and light went on. Again, I'm going to steal, I'll, I'll steal Disney's good ideas versus using my bad ones. So a couple of Christmases ago, we're doing our Christmas program. We're doing Trans-Siberian Orchestra and the entire stage was projection mapped. Oh, that and is cool. It blew, I mean, for, so for those who don't really, you know, music doesn't connect with them, but video does, 
it definitely did and it was really cool in fact it's kind of funny people are saying well can we get that permanently installed i was like well if you want to cut the check i'll be more than happy <laughs> to put that in. Uh, but you know to the point is i'll i'll, I'll look at the way Disney does a few things and I'll try to apply them to what I do for a living mm -hmm. to the best I can. And then of course the Halloween decorations too. And I think the one thing that, that I'll, I'll, I've said it before and I'll say it again to watch my neighbors come together and, you know, it, yeah, it's uh, when they say you did a good job. Yeah, of course it makes you feel good, but, but to see the look in the kids faces and to see mm -hmm. the look in mom and dad's faces and then, uh, you know, it never fails a handful of times, the mom and dad will look at the kids and go, do you remember this? We saw mm -hmm. this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And that to me, uh, it just it makes it all worth it, uh, makes it all worth it. And it's kind of funny too, you talk about setting up everything, it's all the details that I still need to look at everything from spotlights on certain things. Cause I think the first year I set some stuff out and I was like, this looks great. But when the sun goes down, nobody can see anything. So having spotlights and having green and purple backlights and, mm -hmm. and things like that, it's amazing. It gives me a deeper appreciation what the Imagineers go through when they start building a ride and when they start building an attraction. And like you said, forced perspective and sight lines and you know, you're standing at Epcot looking at the Morocco Pavilion, mm -hmm. and there's a reason that the Hollywood Terror is the yep. color that it is, because of, I mean, who thinks like that? Yeah. Well, these guys do, uh, and it's kind of interesting setting up a yard like that. You start thinking in those areas, and, and okay, how are people going to perceive walking up the driveway? Can We've got a great effect over here, but can anybody see it? Or more importantly, can they not see what we don't want them to see? Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't want them to see the, the uh, you know, the multiple strip outlets and the cables yeah. and this, that, and the other, we want to hide the magic as much as we can. So, <laughs> and um, as people, as people will see, they, or have seen that you, you do a fantastic job with making people see what you want them to see. And, you know, like um, one of the most fascinating things to me that when I've talked to people and read about Disney is their use of color mm -hmm. and their, they found a specific shade of color, and I believe it's a shade of green, it that is. is the, I forget the way that it's been explained or described as, it's basically the least noticeable shade of green or shade of color, that that's what they paint their show buildings. So right. you don't, you don't pay attention to that. You And right. again, those are the things that if you are someone who's going for your first time or you're someone who goes and you don't want to see that, you probably won't pay any attention to it. If you're someone who wants to go and you want to kind of see the behind the scenes and want to try to see if you can tell these different things, um, then you, you have those, those cookies, if you will, or you, sure. you have those things that you can see. Um, that's just so much fun. Um, and, you know, another thing of, you, you talked about early on, you talked about the simplicity of the Haunted Mansion and how it it's part of that simplicity that helps it live on and helps it be so memorable and, and the attraction that it is. Um, although I, I have read time and time again about Pepper's Ghost. Right. I, I have no idea how it works. Um, <laughs> But you do have, you have a, a back projection of the hitchhiking ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is, is amazing. And it's the, when you walk 
you know, if, if you're walking past like the progression of the um, experience, you're, you're walking from, I guess, right to left of the yard. Um, that's the last thing that you see. Right. And um, so real quickly, and don't give away anything you don't want to, but how, how do you figure out when you, when you have something new, a new idea, mm -hmm. what's the process of figuring out how to make that work? Like, what's the research that goes into that? That's a great question. Um, typically, um, typically I'll, I'll think, okay, what effect do I want to add next year? And then think, you know, cause it's kind of interesting. We're talking about coming to my house. Well, I don't have doom buggies. <laughs> I don't have a track system. <laughs> so it's a walkthrough. Uh, but I, I try as much as I can to think about in order, how does that work? Now I'm limited. Again, the haunted mansion's a little bit bigger than my yard. Uh, I'm trying to get Mrs. Courier to allow people to walk through our house, maybe through the front door and around and out the garage. But that's uh, that's an act of Congress. So <laughs> we're in a stalemate with that right now. Um, but usually what I think is um, this year, let's add, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, hopefully Grim Grinning Ghost next year, hopefully uh, maybe even the grandfather clock with the light mm -hmm. showing and the shadow hand coming across it, that kind of thing. And then I'll start to think if you're walking up the driveway and you see the plaque hanging on your right, and then you take a few more steps up and you see Master Gracie's changing portrait. And then I didn't do the audio this year. I'm kicking myself. You see the bus in the library and I've got the audio of our library is well stocked with priceless first editions, only ghost stories, of course. You know, um, the bride is not where I'd really like her to be, but it's really only where she's gonna fit because she's kind of towards the end as well. I've got a, a, for next year, I've also got a small bride that's going to hang from the tree across the way and I'll have that hurry back, mm -hmm. hurry back. So we try, and of course the stretching room's a little out of chronological order, but got to give a little license again. Mm -hmm. my, my yard's not as big as the haunted mansion building. So, but we try for the most part um, to kind of keep it in chronological. You see mm -hmm. the changing portraits, the, 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 uh, the, the bus, Madame Leota, you know, of course, the stretching rooms out, but then you've got you've got the caretaker. I really want to find a dog. I would love to dress up as the caretaker every year and have my dog on a leash. She's a good watchdog. Let's put it that way. I, I don't think uh, it would be a happy experience for a lot of people. She wouldn't. I don't think you heard a flea, but she'd definitely let you know she's there. So um, you know, and then you've got the you've got the uh, tombstones out there in the yard, and and really what those are. It's uh, that pink, that pink uh, foam insulation stuff, just carved out, Dremel tooled, painted over, okay. and done. Yeah. So very, very simply done. Now, there's a Madame Leota tombstone. I was walking through one of the gift shops at Animal Kingdom, and I saw that, and it was like ray of light, angels singing, buying this one because uh, I would have loved, because I was loved to have made a Madame Leota tombstone. I was just sitting here going, I, I experimented and failed miserably. So when I saw that one in the store, I was like, I'm gonna get this one. Yeah. This one. So I don't know if I'm answering your question or not, but I just start to try to think in my mind's eye, okay, I'm going through the ride. What am I seeing first? You know, I'd love to see, you know, maybe get some computer screens and, and uh, media players and get those, those changing portraits, the Catwoman, the ship, you know, you see those yeah. as you go through the ride early on. Um, I do have the floating candles. I've, 
I still have to get uh, a motor on those and make them float, you know, and all that. So I just start thinking, okay, what, what effect needs to be added? Where does it need to go? And again, you know, how can we plus it this year? Uh, the, the stretching portraits, I thought, man, there's got to be a way to do that. I'll be honest. I mean, this is going to sound very pretentious. I'm really happy the way that came out. And my wife worked just as hard as that. My wife worked just as hard on that one as I did. Uh, and it was really fun to see people come into the room, space out. And when I say space out, I'm talking pandemic space out. Um, and, and experience that. And uh, I had a whole lot of fun just over there pushing play on the recorder, on the on the CD player, and then telling people as if I was a cast member, mm -hmm. that'd be great job, you know, please step to the dead center of the driveway. You know, it's, it's just, again, part of the experience. Uh, I think next year too, we're going to uh, look, I got to lose some weight, but get, uh, get cast member costumes for my wife and I, possibly my daughter. My daughter hinted around about, I wouldn't mind dressing up as the ghost bride. So uh, she was out there handing out candy. So that might be the next step too, is just we're out there. Mm -hmm. We might get in character ourselves. And uh, again, just adding to that whole experience. Um, so I don't well, know if I answered your question or not, but <laughs> I yeah. started. <laughs> and it, it's, it's fascinating. And, and, you know, if you're, if you're out there in character, that that's kind of, you know, that's what they do at Halloween. That's what sure. they do. And they're, they're in their Halloween parties is, or I guess when they, you know, up until this year and maybe next year or the next when they have them again, like that's what they would do. They, they have people um, dress up. And, and one of the, um, so I want to, before we do our rapid fire, I, I do want to focus in on the stretching room mm -hmm. because I remember talking to you last year and you saying, wait until next year. Here's <laughs> what we're, here's the idea. Here's what we're working on. And I spent that whole year thinking, how is this going to work? And I remember thinking, is it going to be, you know, is he going to have thin canvas that is rolled up? So then basically like somebody pulls it up and how is all of this going to work? And the way that it turned out was just fantastic. Oh, I mean, <laughs> and the, the part, you know, in the, in the video, I don't know if, you probably could tell because you, you listened to the the narration um, over and over that night. Um, I actually, I cut off the video a little bit early. Um, mm -hmm. After the scream, I cut off the video and then I was like, oh no. And I started it up again to get right. the last, the last bit of what they're saying. And I'm so glad I did because that part where, where you say step to the dead center of the driveway yeah. <laughs> um, just really kind of, you know, put the icing on top of the cake. It was, it was fantastic. So as much as you want to, can tell about that, how did you do that? Because that is such a, a Let me, huge project. No, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was great. I will, uh, so let me start by saying this all year long. I remember us having that conversation. I'm going to do the stretching portraits. And it was kind of like, it was kind of reminiscent of, uh, I want to say it was Marty Sklar talk, telling the story about how he and Walt were standing where the contemporary 
was at the time and Walt going, you see over there, that's going to be where the castle is. You see over there, that's where you're going to be. You see over there, that's where Tomorrowland is going to be. Blah, 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 blah. And Marty's just going, what the heck is, all I see is swampland. Mm -hmm. So you and I have that conversation and I, I kind of, I kind of put myself in a spot where I had to deliver because I was like, yeah, we're going to do the stretching portraits next year. What did I just say? So all year <laughs> long, I'm not even kidding you all year long. I was thinking, I told, I told Cody, I was going to do the stretching portraits. His kids know I'm going to do the stretching portraits. Come heck or high water. We got to do the stretching <laughs> portraits. <laughs> I'm in for it now. Here we go. Uh, honestly, you'd be, again, you'd be amazed. It's very simple in, in the ride. It's actually an elevator. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. telling the fans anything they don't know. It's actually an elevator for us. We just built, we just built a wall. Um, and behind that wall, I built a little structure to hang a very thin board uh, to hang the portraits on. Of course, I ordered the portraits. I didn't paint those. My wife actually painted the, the wallpaper. Okay. So that's actually paint. And then we mounted that to a TV lift. So that's what okay. it, so that's what's making it happen. There's, uh, you know, you can build, you, you can build uh, cabinets and the TV comes up out of the cabinet. And that's what's driving that thing. So I built a wall in front, if so to speak, uh, built a structure to hold that changing portraits. And then they just kind of, the, the TV lift raises it up and down. So that's and then, fantastic. And then the lights, you know, of course, lights are just real cheap lights to put it up and, and give the mood. And then, uh, of course, you know, we got to do the, we got to get a couple of gargoyles for next year to put on either side and that kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, that's so you actually had a bigger part in that than you realized because all year long I told myself, I told Cody I was going to do it. I got to deliver on this. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, I hope the first time when we first time I did it, I was like, okay, something's going to fall over because believe it or not, I mean, I can, I can frame, I can frame. Okay. I'm okay with, you know, 16 inches center to center stub in the house, blah, 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 blah. But uh, you know, uh, I, I kind of remind myself of Tim, the Toolman Taylor when I start building stuff. So <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. We did it for the first time we had it built. And I was like, I pushed the button to make them go up. And I'm like, I almost couldn't look because I was afraid something's going to topple over or yeah. break and it wound up being okay. So and people seem to enjoy it. So <laughs> well, and the, the way that you the way the garage was wrapped and people will see the way the garage was wrapped behind it where you just had, you, you had the black um, curtains up or the black screens up really did give that feeling like I'm walking into this room mm -hmm. and then, you know, you allow yourself a little bit of creative Liberty. Right. And it's like being in there where, you know, they say there's no windows, no doors. And it's, it, it's so it was so fun to see that um and it was so well done and i i hope my involvement was um more fun than than, than oh, putting too much pressure definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> well it's um, kind of funny now to the point because uh, last year i was setting stuff up and my wife runs out to the lawn and she goes we made the tour of homes we yeah. made the tour of homes i was like what do you mean she's like look and she showed me her phone and it's like oh this is still fun, but there's a little pressure now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah. Um, but no, your involvement with it was was totally fun, totally. Because uh, I think it was BB King that said, uh, if if it wasn't for deadlines, I'd get nothing done. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> honestly, so it was kind of good for me. It's good knowing that okay, we're on the tour of homes. People are going to expect this. 
you know, told Cody I was going to have, you know, the, the stretching portraits. I better have them and they better stretch. It can't be any of this just, okay, there's the pictures, go look at them. Could we have done that? Sure. But would it have, it would it have kicked it up a notch to the experience of the kids and, yeah. and everybody? No, we wanted them to actually kind of feel like they were in the stretching portrait room uh, to the best of our ability. So, well, and, and so, so, you know, I, um, I sent the video I did. Um, I messaged uh, John Sakari, big fat panda. Um, oh, because cool. he tells a story about um, the Hana Mansion, like his connection to the Hana Mansion, everything, and you know his response was just it was like just fantastic, you wow. know, like so <laughs> it, it's people people are every year. I think people just get more and more amazed that you're able to do the things that you are. One more question before we get to the rapid fire. Um, just in talking with people who come up to the house, mm -hmm. do you do you have a sense of are most people local? Um, and by local, so everybody understands, you know, we live kind of in the corner of Tennessee. So local for us really could be Tennessee, Mississippi, parts of Mississippi, parts of uh, even Arkansas. Right. Um, like are people mostly local or, or have you had people come from um, a, a pretty good distance to see this? I think the, I think the farthest anybody traveled was like from South Haven or Oakland. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I think they're, I think they're mostly local. And, and honestly, I think even more than that, we have um, two or three other houses in our neighborhood that do a fantastic job for Halloween. So if you ever find our house, I'll do a cheap little plug here. If you ever find it, welcome to come to the house anytime. We can get you addresses or whatever you need for next year, but also take a drive around the neighborhood because there's two or three others that do a phenomenal job as well. So our whole neighborhood just really, for the most yeah. part, is a great job. But yeah, they're, they're primarily local, I think. Uh, I haven't picked up on any. Now, I will say my mother-in-law, my, my wife sent my mother-in-law a video of what we had done and they were going to come from, from Knoxville, but that's okay. family. So yeah. they don't count. They're family. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you know, but even with that, again, I, I have so much fun. They're local. I, I've had the chance to meet neighbors that I don't typically get the chance to talk to. Um, again, you know, I, I look at our neighborhood, I call it Epcot. We've got the lake in the middle and all these mm -hmm. nationalities around. And it's just so much fun to see different people come together from different walks of life and, and, uh, just you know forget about life for a while and enjoy themselves and, and, and enjoy uh, the effects and I have I certainly I really appreciate the fact that people come and take time and talk to us and look and have a good time uh, for yeah. me makes it all for me that's that's the drive for me to do this to, to, to see other people get joy out of it you know we're talking about the stretching portraits I'm watching you grin ear to ear makes yeah. it work you know what I'm saying it, that's that's what drives us. That's what really gets us going and, and excited about taking it to the next level, taking the next step. So, yeah. and you know, you, you saying, I, I've never thought about it before. You saying the, the neighborhood resembling Epcot from people from all different walks of life. It, it that's great. That, that's, such lake a, in the middle. <laughs> that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, it is, this, there's this nice lake in the middle. There, there's fountains in it. Uh, that that's a lot of that's uh, i'm gonna have to think about that <laughs> a bit more that's a good one 
<laughs> so yeah, my son was funny. He was like, "Well, if you did a pirates thing, you got a lake right there." I was like, "Oh, thanks. <laughs> we got to stop at some point." <laughs> well, Sean, thank you for first of all, thank you for the house. Thank you oh. for the decorations. It is. It brings our family so much joy during the the time. Um, we are we are big Christmas people. So we do, um, like in, in our, in our playroom, we'll do like a, a Christmas display of, of Disney and, and seeing your house has made me think like, is there any way to do something outside? And there just is, there's absolutely no way because the, the stuff is all inside stuff. Um, but it's so fun to see what you've done, um, to see, the things that you do from year to year um, and just kind of those things that you add, as you said, and as Walt said, finding ways to plus it. So yeah. thank you for that. Um, the, the last thing that um, I like to do with people, especially since the, when this pandemic started and we started doing more one-on-one -on -one visits um, is just rapid fire. So sure. this is something you can explain. It's something you don't have to explain at all. Um, <laughs> it's off the top of your head. First thing that you think of. And as I said, you, you talk about it as much or as little as you want. Um, so you're at, um, at Walt Disney world. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have a favorite resort? And by that, I mean, um, lodging place to stay. Uh, any of the ones around the lake specifically though, Polynesian, stayed at the Polynesian in September. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Polly. You, and you know the Polynesian is getting a, it's, they're getting a rethink. Yeah, getting Moana a rethink, so. Um, yeah, no, just the monorails, the, right, the monorails right there, the beach looking over, you know, when they did the fireworks. Um, one of my favorite restaurants happens to be Ohana. Mm -hmm. um, and you start losing weight so I can eat there again. Uh, when they open it back up, uh, uh, the, the lobby, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what they do with the lobby and all that. Um, the Disney vacation club rooms are phenomenal. You've got the mini fridge, you've got the fold down bed. Uh, again, it's right there on the monorail loop when the monorail's working to go to Epcot mm -hmm. from there, from the, from the TTC, you can walk. And, uh, so, um, but, you know, at the same time, uh, contemporary and grand Floridian are nothing to sneeze at either. Yeah. But, uh, for me, I just happen to like the poly. It seems a little more laid back. Yeah. To me, so. <laughs> so then within Walt Disney World, favorite park? Oh, uh, e. <laughs> I think right now, because of Black Spire Outpost, it would have to be the studios. Um, you know, uh, nothing against, I mean, Joe Rohde and James Cameron did a phenomenal job with mm -hmm. Pandora. And oh my goodness, it was kind of like, it's kind of like Universal said, you know, we're going to put up Harry Potter and Disney said, OK, we're going to see your Harry Potter with Pandora and raise you Black Spire Outpost. But, you know, with with Black Spire Outpost and Pandora, you know, I want to be careful. I'm, I'm, a, I'm I love Disney, of course. Certain things you look at and you go, OK, when you give the Imagineers a blank check and you tell them to be as creative as they want to be, you get things like Pandora mm -hmm. and Black Spire Outpost versus the dino land 
you know, uh, carnival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, so, so right now for me, favorite park at, at, at this point in time, in this season of life, uh, Hollywood Studios is the favorite park and, and Black Spire Outpost has a lot to do with that. Yeah. So. And we, we went, um, the last time we've been, because we were supposed to go in May, obviously that didn't happen. Um, so the last time we went was September, 2019. And it was, I think two or three weeks after, um, Galaxy's Edge had opened. And right. so walking through and so long time before Rise of Resistance opened, but walking through and seeing everything, um, I definitely want to go back and, and, and just have that experience of walking through and seeing all of these different things. And that also is another way that the, the company is selling the experience to people because now you can read books about Black Spire Outpost. You can read, um, there's a, um, you can read um, a cooking book from Black Spire Outpost oh, and, wow. and, and all these, they, they build this story around it. And now, you know, with Disney plus and everything, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, series stories, either characters like the Mandalorian or, or future content sure. characters going to and interacting with people at Black Spire Outpost. I also wouldn't be you know, surprised the- to see some, some content specifically oh. there. Yeah, one thing I really appreciate about Black Spire is you have you know, pre-pandemic, you had you had Kylo Ren and Stormtroopers mm-hmm. and Ray and Chewie walking around mm-hmm. like old school Disney. Mm-hmm. You, know, you didn't have to get a fast pass and wait in line to get your picture with Chewie. You could you could interact with. He was walking around. Yeah, uh, that was really cool. And you know, for me, here we go. We go back to childhood memories and, and emotions that that stirs up. You know, first movie I ever went to, my dad took me to go see Star Wars. You know, mm-hmm. A New Hope. It's almost like I walked into Black Spire and it was almost like, hey, Dan, want to have catch? You know, it's, yeah. you know just tears and emotions coming through. And, uh, you know, because so they tapped into just such an amazing thing with culture and uh, and the, the emotional experience that people have. And, it, and, and they they did such a great job of of not recreating Tatooine, mm-hmm. doing a whole new world but yet embracing the Star Wars story and theme. So it wasn't, they, they didn't really build a, a museum of, okay, this is a, a planet that you saw. It was a, a, it was a new outpost, but you still had the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. You still had the Star Wars vibe and, and Kylo Ren walking around, you know, uh, asking what you're typing on your data pad. I'm just ordering blue milk. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. I promise. <laughs> so, well, and it's, brilliant. it's this, <laughs> I, when they when they first op- or when they first started talking about Galaxy's Edge, they started talking about what it was, and it's a new world, it's a new planet. Mm-hmm. It is not, as you say, a museum. Um, I know there was a section of the fandom that thought, "I want to see the Millennium Falcon," which everyone got. Right. Thankfully, that was my moment walking up to the Millennium Falcon and just <laughs> that that is that, and obviously the one in California. Those are the only fully built Millennium Falcons. They never built a fully Millennium Falcon for the movie. So you see that and it's just, it's amazing. Now, we when we went, um, we walked through Galaxy's Edge first um, on the way to Toy Story Land. Mm-hmm. And when we were close to the Millennium Falcon, about to have that panoramic view of the Millennium Falcon, um, a stormtrooper walked up 
and and scared the two boys <laughs> so we kind of we kind of hurried <laughs> past <Yeah>. that um <laughs> we were we were more focused on getting into toy story land at that time so the first view of millennium falcon was like oh wow that's really cool um it, it, when we went back later in the day the boys really you know they they took it in as well like we went to Oga's cantina and everything but one thing you mentioned is the the walk around characters mm-hmm. um and during the pandemic one thing that has been happening is these character cavalcades and i've heard amazing things about them that mm-hmm. people people want them to stay you know it's it's this it's the old school disneyland old school disney world um, where it's unplanned, right. people aren't waiting around, obviously for safety reasons, they can't be waiting around now in large groups, but people aren't waiting around for the, the parades and everything. Did you see any of the character cavalcades while you were there? Yeah, they were amazing. They were amazing. Going back to all the senses, you know, the, the, the music gets louder, it changes, it gets more, you know, um, regal, if you will, depending on who, and, and yeah, to your point, it wasn't planned. It was just, oh, this is cool. It's, yeah. it's you know, it, it's it's taking a break from getting on your My Disney Experience mm-hmm. app and planning every minute of your day. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoy that because I drive my family nuts. Six months out, I'm going, mm-hmm. okay, this is where we're eating. This is where we're staying. This is where we're going. Uh, but at the same time, like you said, just to, to stop and smell the roses and all of a sudden, hey, magic kind of comes out of nowhere. And it, it did kind of remind me of when I was a kid mm-hmm. and it was, oh, there's Peter Pan, you know, oh, cool. There's, you know, Mickey Mouse just right there, you know, yeah. um, and it kind of brought back some of those emotions of, of old school Disney and me being younger. And I guess it's just my feeble attempt at trying to get in touch with my inner child. I don't know. <laughs> Sigmund Freud might have a, have a better idea of what I'm trying to talk about, but they were amazing. And of course, the characters were phenomenal. The, the cast members that played those characters amazing as always uh and so yeah the cavalcades are really really cool and then coming back to black spire you know of course you can't bump into chewy now but they have them up on buildings and Mm -hmm. they're still interacting so there's still kylo ren will still point to a kid and ask if you're with the resistance and stormtroopers will still they're definitely staying in character um you know chewy and ray up there um so they're on buildings kind of looking down but they're still able to to interact with the kids, and that's really neat to see so and one one quick one quick uh, story, and then we're gonna get back to the the, the rapid fire. But it, it you saying that reminded me in 2016, um, we went to Hollywood Studios, and my oldest son was, as I said, he wasn't quite two yet. So I'm pushing him around in the stroller, and every time that we go, I'll I'll make shirts that that are something specific to Disney. So that year we had, it was the we were wearing them when we went to Hollywood studios. So it was the Jedi logo and the rebel logo logo together. And I forget what we, I think we said our family name and squadron or something like that. Cause yeah. to kind of play off of rogue one. So we're, we're walking around, I'm pushing my son and two stormtroopers walk up and they, they stop us and start interrogating us. <laughs> and I like, I kind of knelt down and I could see, my oldest son getting scared and immediately the people playing the, the stormtroopers, they, they notice it, they recognize it. And, you know, they, they stood up and they addressed me saying something like, um, like keep your head on a swivel for rebel scum or, or, you know, don't do anything out of the ordinary thing. But it was, it was a 22nd interaction. 
because it would have been longer, but they noticed they, they were so well-trained to see that was not going to be a good interaction for that kid. So they, they go about their business and they still, that's something that him and I talk about today. Um, Remember when we got stopped by the stormtroopers and and they thought we were doing something we shouldn't have been doing. So I had a friend that was calling shows for um, in, in Hollywood studios for Indiana Jones Jedi training Academy. And at the time they had, um, at the time they had American Idol, mm-hmm. there was a stint that, on a cruise ship. So she's calling a show on a cruise ship and it was kind of like Disney villains, blah, blah, blah. Well, one little girl was getting upset and the family was about to leave. She got on the walkie talkie, called back to the backstage manager and said, Hey, can hero Mickey save the day? We've got this little girl that's, they changed the entire show yeah. on the spot. <laughs> okay. No script. Okay, guys, we got to happy this up somehow. Mm-hmm. And, and on the fly, an, an entire show like that. And you, you're going to tell me that family's not a Disney fan for life. You do yeah. that stuff like that for and you. I mean, so these stormtroopers do that for your son to do it for you is one thing. Good customer service to you as the dad is one thing, but for them to go above and beyond for your son, yeah, you're gonna tell me that's not gonna make you a Disney fan. I'm about to tear up right now. So yeah, I know. I mean, I, I walked away from that encounter and I I was like I was emotional thinking, like, sure. how awesome is first of all, how awesome for the Star Wars fan in me, right? That we got stopped by stormtroopers. Right. The father in me, how awesome is it that that interaction went so well when it could have gone the other way? And, and kudos to the cast members. Um, hopefully, hopefully things get back to where more cast members can, can rejoin the company and, and bring Absolutely. the magic because they're, you know, it's, Absolutely. There, there's a lot, there's a big negative impact in the area right now. Um, but it's just fantastic experience. So to, okay. A few more rapid fire. Bring them on. Um, <laughs> your your house is decorated like haunted mansion mm-hmm. um however what's your favorite ride oh in any of the parks you park by park with this one <laughs> you can go park by park that's okay. fine um i think magic kingdom i'm gonna cheat a little bit and do a tie i think magic kingdom as much as I love roller coasters i love roller coasters it's a tie between pirates and, and haunted mansion yeah. again kind of the classics it brings me back to my childhood um epcot definitely soaring for me um as much as i love the others boy you're man these rapid fires are hard um <laughs> hollywood studios rise of the resistance has just taken it to a whole new level mm-hmm. they just again you give the imagineers a blank check and you tell them to do your thing and that's what you get in i've never seen anything like it. you talk about an immersive experience with rising mm-hmm. it is unbelievable uh animal kingdom definitely flight of passage although i gotta be honest with you to be on that safari is pretty amazing yeah. too uh to hear stories of like how they entice the lions to stay up on the rock by pumping air conditioning up so mm-hmm. that guests can see them more i mean only disney thinks of stuff yeah. like that. but uh to you know yeah you can make a case that well you know pandora flight of passage is is just you know soaring on steroids well those are some really good steroids <laughs> make that ride is phenomenal and again the whole immersive experience the queue line 
you know, seeing the avatar in the in the tube and yeah. just uh, going through and looking at the sea urchin looking things that look like they're alive. It's just how in the world they do stuff like that is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, you said I could explain a lot. I am. I'm, I'm rambling <laughs> on, and on and on about four favorite rides, but but boy, they're hard to choose sometimes. <laughs> on on property, this this is any of the parks, any of the hotels, resorts, Disney mm -hmm. Springs. Do you have a favorite restaurant? Oh, okay. Again, Thai. I'm sorry. I got to do a Thai. <laughs> uh, Ohana and La Cellier. I am. Okay. Not, sorry, I'm not. I'm not a vegetarian. <laughs> it's just not my thing. Uh, uh, I think um, again, when it comes to when it comes to that cast member customer service, I'm from Detroit. So the reason for La Cellier, I'm from Detroit. If you've ever eaten at La Cellier, of course, you know they've got cast members mm -hmm. pre-pandemic. They've got cast members from Canada. So it's, it's amazing. I can't tell you how many times Detroit is right across the river from Windsor, Ontario. It's almost like standing in Memphis, looking over at um, West Memphis, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. uh, and so when I was a kid, you didn't need pre 9-11, you didn't need passports. You just showed them a driver's license and away you go. Uh, so for me, talking to the Canadian cast members while I'm eating a nice steak is a whole lot of fun. And I'm a hockey fan and typically they're hockey fans. So, um, you know, to 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 uh to eat on a, a ribeye while you're talking to some guys from canada and talking hockey and and you know uh, I, uh, two or three times a cast member was from windsor and so yeah. they come to detroit i'd go to windsor and you know catch up on catch up on stories so <laughs> yeah that's cool and that a, a trivia port about la Cellier that I, I learned from um ron schneider's book he, he was the original walk around dream finder when epcot center first opened when they were building epcot center La Cellier was the um, cast member lunchroom. That was their that was their cafeteria for the people you... that were building, uh, working on Epcot Center when it was being built. Uh, <laughs> the so for me, when I go to the parks, um, I typically do quick service things. Um, when we do like the family meals, we typically go to um, Disney Springs because right. I, I love Disney Springs oh, um, and, and the, the restaurants on property are, or the restaurants at the hotels are amazing. And, um, but we're, we're not really at that point yet with the, the kids being old enough to, to do right. a lot of that stuff. So I typically do fast service, um, mm -hmm. but I, I'm a big Disney treats guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite treat? Oh goodness. Um, You know what? Um, I'm more of a salt guy than I am a sweet guy. For me, I'll never forget one time. I, I really am going to answer your question. Bear with me. Attention. <laughs> <deficit>. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for the fireworks show and the parade to start on Main Street. I was up in the train station overlooking. I grabbed myself a pretzel mm -hmm. and I just people watched for about half an hour before the parade started. People watched again until the fireworks started. And, you know, again, it, with Disney, it's, it's so much more than just buying a pretzel, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sorry, you're eating the pretzel, looking at the, the castle change colors from a blue to a pink to a green. And, and then the parade comes. And I, of course, I had a great vantage point there. So um, my daughter would tell you everything. 
Yeah. She she she's got a T-shirt, Smack Goals, and you're talking Dole Whip, pretzels, Mickey Mars, the whole nine yards. In fact, the reason I have two teenagers, so the reason we're we're talking beer garden and Lasalle is I'm trying to fill those people up, and they just eat me out of house and home. <laughs> so yeah, your day's coming, man. You're gonna appreciate beer garden real quick, like one day <laughs> in ten years, eleven years. Uh, but yeah, for treats. Uh, yeah, I mean a, a thing of popcorn and a and a pretzel, and I don't know why I can get popcorn. And pretzel anywhere but on main street it just tastes better yeah what can i tell you, what can I tell you? <laughs> that's awesome the uh the last time we went i'm always a mickey um uh, mickey uh, ice cream bar mm-hmm. um and now you know they sell those in the stores so now right. and they are just as good as in the parks um yeah, nice <laughs> and um but the last time we went was the first time i had a dole whip and oh. i I left probably having four or five of those dolphins before we left the park. Fantastic. Um, so the, the last thing, um, this could be within the parks, movies, anything. Um, but do you have a favorite Disney character? Right now it's Mando. Okay. Right now it's Mandalorian. Uh, I think um, what they did with that franchise, John Favreau and all those guys, um, such an amazing job. Again, it's almost like it's a little bit like Black Spire in that, yeah, it's not the original trilogy and what have you, but mm-hmm. it's the story surrounding. You know, it goes to Tatooine, you recognize, oh my goodness, there's you know Moss Eisley spaceport. So there's it, it is the it's the quintessential Star Wars, but it's just a whole new story and take and. Right now, I'm just really enjoying that. I'm glad the second season's come yeah, out. Yes, yeah. I was I was jonesing for some of that. <laughs> well, and i i have a I have a theory about Star Wars. Um, like when I teach the class, there's 15 to 17 people in the class. Um, I'll ask who's a Marvel fan. Almost everybody raises their hand, which I completely agree with. The MCU is just oh, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> I'll ask who's a Star Wars fan. And I'll, I'll get two or three people that raise their hands. Wow. My theory is that obviously the MCU is very contemporary with what's happening right now. And even with my fandom, I grew up, I was born um, a year or two before, or maybe the year Return of the Jedi came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always, you know, the original trilogy, although I loved every movie. Um, Solo is actually one of my favorite Star yeah. Wars movies. Um, but you know, because the movies were so far spaced out, they didn't stay, they stayed in the conscience, but not the contemporary people couldn't view them the same way that they can with the MCU. It also allowed people to kind of segregate into or separate into different groups. Like I'm the original trilogy. I know I'm one, two, three, I'm seven, eight, nine. Those are the ones I think what the Mandalorian has done and what they have done on Disney plus I'm wondering if that is the new path for star Wars with the younger audience Um, with the audience who now streams, they don't watch cable television. They're streaming on their phones, whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, that show is amazing. Um, I, I obviously watched it when it first came out. Then I went back and I watched, I think I watched the first season a total of three times yeah. since the first two episodes 
um, chapter nine and 10. Right. I think I've watched at least three times each. And chapter <laughs> nine is, <laughs> chapter nine is amazing. I mean, talk about starting off a season with just <laughs> bang. I mean, that's the, the whole, you know, the whole Western theme and the, it's just, it, it's oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, um, couldn't agree more. Could not agree. I binge watched the first season on a Friday night. And then like, I woke up Saturday morning, got my coffee, let the dog out. And I binge watched that first season on, on Saturday morning. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's just too good. <laughs> it's the, the storytelling is awesome. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with oh, man. this season. I'm excited to see what they do with the other star Wars content. I'm, I'm very excited to see when the MCU mm. series first start popping up. Um, you know, what's going to happen with WandaVision. I think right. some people, believe it's coming out in december of this year um we'll see i'm excited for all of, I, I think disney plus is just a, a way yeah. to that's a path forward for the company and for fans bye um, sure knows what he's doing <laughs> so <laughs> any anyone the last thing anyone who is um wanting to follow the house wanting to mm -hmm. to follow you for updates um Sure. What, how can they get, how can they get in touch with you or um, on social media or follow the, the house? Sure. The so Facebook, we are at Haunted Mansion Halloween and uh, Instagram at Haunted Mansion Halloween. And if anybody wants the address, feel free to, to private message me and I'll be more than happy to put it out there. I mean, we should anyway, uh, this day and age, you know, privacy what have you blah 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 but you know this is for this is this is for the community and anybody wants to come so yeah they can find me um uh facebook at haunted mansion halloween instagram at haunted mansion halloween and they'll tell you everything you need to know i do need to brush up the instagram i need to get around to putting more content on the instagram but um and then too i think what we're going to do next year is just make some signs take all the pictures you want just tag us you know mm -hmm. that way yeah got, you got guests put it, you know, being able to post uh, the pictures on there and all that. So, but that's, cool. that's where you can find us. Come on by. Don't be a stranger. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much for, as I said, thank you for the house, Sean. Thank you for doing this today. Um, this was a, this was a great time. Oh, thanks for having me. I mean, again, like we talked about, I'm definitely honored because you're talking with Imagineers and big fat Panda. And this week we're talking to Cody's crazy neighbor. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to the, the, the most creative house that I've seen um, at, at Halloween time. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. When hinges creak in doors and strange, frightening sounds echo through the hall, whenever the lights flicker, where the air when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome. Those are the bus that follow you. Look, there's Madame Leota. Oh, the spirits, wherever they're at.
Go on in, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Kindly step all the way in and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Our tour begins here in this gallery, where you see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination? Hmm? And consider this dismaying observation. This chamber has no windows and no doors. <laughs> Which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs> you guys remember that? Of course. There's always my way. Very cool. Yeah, awesome. Say thank you. To frighten you prematurely. <laughs> the real chills come later. Now, as they say, look alive, and we'll continue our little tour. Happy Halloween! Please step to the dead center. <laughs> that's going to do it for another episode of the Being a Fan of Disney podcast. I'm your host, Cody Haver. I want to take this opportunity to thank everyone for joining us and listening and to say that I hope you found the information, whether content covered in class or interviews with guests, fun, informational, entertaining, and even inspiring. If you want to follow along with the class, you can do so by following me on Twitter at chaverphd. That's C-H-A-V. A-R-D, Ph-D, or by joining the public group on Facebook, Being a Fan of Disney. If you want to engage with any of the guests we've had in class, 
their contact information is included in each of the show notes. So again, thank you for joining us. It was a great time having you. If you like what you hear, please share this out so other people can engage with the information, possibly learn more about their Disney fandom and their love for all things Disney related. With that, thank you again and have a great day.